Let's dive in how to turn one deal into three and not just the fluffy stuff behind it, but the real strategy. I'm excited. Hey everybody and welcome to the Hyper Local Real Estate Agents Podcast. Strategies and free training right to your phone. In just short episodes, we'll cover some great tips that you can implement today in your business to help grow and to help dominate a farm. And I'm talking any farm. I'm talking farms with townhomes. I'm talking condos. I'm talking houses. We will be covering it all. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I cannot wait to get things started with you. And we're live tonight. Oh my gosh, that was fast. <laughs> totally was not prepared for that, but that's okay. All right. So welcome to tonight's training in which we are going to discuss another way for you to leverage your business because this is what it's all about and actually i think i kind of need to take a step back because i was asked this week um what is it exactly that you do and i don't think that i quite answered it so um welcome to the hyperlocal real estate agent because it is my mission to make sure that we can talk about things for you to stand out in your marketplace and doing so creating a massive farm a massive following and therefore furthering your business where people are coming to you okay but that's just a quick you know i was thrown off by that this week so i'm like okay what is it that i actually do right and i got some really really cool amazing things coming your way um pretty soon that i'm working on so i don't want to be spoiling it too much but um well, one of the things I think you might have already seen on my personal feed, one of the things I think we're going to talk about pretty soon is a workshop about time management. And I'm going to say time management because most of you guys in here are moms just like me, right? If you're a mom, give me like a woot woot, hashtag mom or something. Um and it's just one of those things where we're, you know, looking at guidance and how things are supposed to work. And there's nobody. I hate to say it, but there is nobody. There is like you have like your time management people, you have your nine to fivers, you have your time blockers, but there's no mom schedule. Anyhow, I'm I'm ranting on something, I'm jumping ahead. That's not what this is about tonight. Tonight we are gonna talk about how to snowball one deal into more. And there is a lot um, of amazing stuff coming your way. So let's dive in, but I'd be excited to tell you guys more about the workshop if you wanna hear more about it, but we'll save that for the end. Let me know where you guys are watching from. Just pop it in the chat box and say hi. I promise I don't bite. Um, many, many new people too in the group. So always fun to get to know more of you guys. I love to get to know you from all over, um, most, most of them US. So I've had some amazing connections in here with agents. So super excited for that. All right. And then we're gonna, there it is. We're going to talk about leveraging our business tonight and any existing um, business that we do. Okay, so I want to make sure my screen pulls up here because every Monday we are talking about some sort of neighborhood marketing strategy that is either something that you can consider implementing in your business or that is something to further your reach inside your neighborhood. 
And tonight we are talking about leveraging existing business. Okay. And we're not just talking about listings that you have. So stay tuned. If you have no listings, but you're working with buyers, I promise you will get something out of this one too. So turn one listing into three, right? You've heard that many, many times. And I want to tell you exactly the strategy behind it because everybody just gives you this fluffy little sentence and says, oh, you have one listing now turn it into three more. And it's like, great. How do I do that? Anybody like with me on this? Like anybody ever had somebody say that and you're like, great, how? And this is kind of what I want to talk about tonight. So you've seen the claims. I turned one listing into three more deals. Um, how one listing made me $15,000 more. I started with one and it snowballed from there, right? You've seen those claims? I sure do know I've seen those claims around. So. Question, do you want the checklist for buyers and sellers and where I show you exactly how to leverage it? Not just the fluffy, hey, you wanna turn one deal into three? No, no, I'm gonna show you exactly how to do it with an entire checklist. So raise your hand if you are up for an amazing freebie and I will show you at the end how to get your hands on this. Sound good? So who's talking about the exact strategy? And I can tell you it's not many. So what is behind the snowball theory is what we're going to talk about today. How can you leverage your existing business in a more effective way? Those are those two main questions that I want to answer for you. So we're going to discuss leveraging current listings. We're going to discuss leveraging current buyers. And we're going to discuss leveraging rentals as well as renters. Okay. So regardless of where you are at on this step letter, if you're working with buyers, if you have listings, if you are working currently with um, tenants, that's personally how I got started. It doesn't matter. I promise you, you get something out of this. So let's start right here with leverage current listings. Okay. And I, literally, I am giving you like, I'm giving the farm away tonight, guys. So we're going to talk about um, coming soon marketing material. If you have listings, sending coming soon marketing material is a great way for you to just stand out from the crowd. You can invite the next 20 houses up the street, the next 20 houses down the street, and the next 40 houses across, right? If there are that many in that street. That is a great way for you to already be standing out differently than the other agents that might be in the area, okay? Stand out, be different. In the beginning, when you have the time, do it yourself. It leads to some great conversations. Once you do have leverage and you have, you know, some money behind you, go ahead and pay somebody to do it, right? Have, have somebody do it for you. It doesn't make a difference because they still see your marketing material, your name. And if it's something that's left at the door, it's just, you know, they're going to see it. And leveraging that to a point of like, hey, this is something that's different. That's really, really good. Now, um, currently, I am sending about 200 just listed postcards to the nearest homes. Um, I've started with 50. I grew to 100. Um, at the moment, I'm at 200. I've heard of agents sending up to like 500 out there. I feel like, you know, at a certain radius, once you get too big, it's not as relevant to them anymore unless you're in a really condensed area. But for many, like 500 house radios around a property, that's pretty big. 
So I'm currently at about 200 just listed postcards you can send out. And I talk a lot about postcards and how to do them the right way, how to do them the wrong way. Um, I talk about everything in specific in our EDDM mailer course. So if you haven't checked it out, I highly encourage you to take that one. Next up, under contracts. And I think I just had a live in here not that long ago where I wanted to talk about the forgotten mailer. I think I titled it like the forgotten mailer because that's that mailer in between that is allowing us an extra touch, but many, many people don't do it. And it's like, well, it's something to celebrate. It's a milestone. If I am, you know, past an inspection period and I talk about, you know, when to send them as well in that video. So if you need me to link you to that video, let me know in the comments. But having that extra postcard going out is just another way for you to say, hey, I got results. Did you see what just happened? It went under contract. It's a great way for you to stand out in a very, very positive way right in front of the same people yet again. Then, of course, if you um, sell it, just sold postcards, same houses, that's three touches plus your sign that's in the front yard that they drive past all the time that they're passing that house, okay? So exposure, exposure, exposure is really what you're aiming for here. So the more they see your name, the more it's getting ingrained because believe me when I tell you, Janine Sasso is not on their mind when they go grocery shopping, right? And that's okay. As long as it becomes, you know, something that's on their mind when they have wanted to sell or they're wondering how much their home is worth, totally cool with that. So then the next one, what if you had more than one showing on your listing? right? Most of us have more than one showing. So somebody in this marketplace was interested enough to schedule a showing on the listing. So what does it tell you? It tells you you have more buyers in the marketplace. Now, do you think that that is something that we can pass along to the homes that are similar? So if you have a two-story with four bedroom, um, two baths and a basement, and you can go into our tax records and we all have access to it. I'm not going to go ahead and tell you how to find this, but your broker is probably a good resource. Your title company is probably a good resource. Find those stats, find those homes, and tell them, hey, this home was not quite right for somebody, but there's other people still looking. Have you thought about listing your home because it matches so many of the criteria that are in my current listing? Just really reach out. You know, be proactive about what you do. And then last but not least, did you have multiple offers? Because let's be honest, if somebody had multiple offers on a home, somebody lost out, right? Hate when that happens. Happens a lot lately. Has it happened to any of you guys lately? Let me know in the comments. I can tell you I've been victim to multiple offers this summer alone a lot. <laughs> Many times successful, um, sometimes not. It was just not in my client's budget. Somebody had more money. Just the way it goes sometimes, but let me know. So if there were multiple offers, you know somebody had a really, really high interest to be inside that particular area for that particular style of home. So let potential sellers know in your marketplace. And of course, follow-up is key. Okay, so be consistent and have a strong call to action on all your marketing material that comes and follows it. So here's a sample of what you can do for one listing. We're going to start out, right, just listed postcards to the nearest 200 homes, open house invite, um, under contract postcards, 
and then just sold postcards. So that alone are about four or five touches that you can do on an active listing. And that didn't even mention the coming soon marketing material of like, hey, your neighbor is about to list their house with me um, going live on, I don't know, October 1st. Do you know somebody? Please have them call me immediately, right? So that's an additional touch you could add to it. So there is one way for you to reach out right there if you have a listing. What about if you had the multiple offers? This is what I would do if I had multiple offers on my listing. Retarget the same model home. And I just told you, look in the tax records. They have the size, um, the bedroom numbers. They have the bathroom numbers. It's all in there. Fairly accurate. Obviously not 100%, but that's okay. Fairly accurate. And retarget the same model home. Okay. Here's something you could do. Send them the same home. You could send them a freebie offer. Now, what's a freebie offer? For example, hey, claim your free CMA. What's your home worth, right? How about claim your free staging consultation if you call me before a certain date? Claim your free guide on selling for top dollar or selling with multiple bids in the quickest time possible. Give them something that they would love to have after like the first week um, after you send that little letter. Then follow it up with a little bit more of a formal marketing piece of like, hey, this could be your house on this flyer, right? You want to make sure that they just remember you. Then a week after that, you can just send them a personal note card with your business card. I highly encourage you to consider using magnetic business cards just because it's easy to be like, yeah, I, I just really want to finish up this one room before I have somebody come over and look at my house, right? So they can just take that, stick it to the fridge. The side of it is still magnetic or their washer and dryer. Um, and then this way it is there and they can refer back to it in that week, week and a half, two weeks, whatever it is, how long it takes them to clean up that one last room that is preventing them to call somebody and look at their house, right? And then from there, what I would do is put a quarterly or even a monthly follow-up into place, okay? So you didn't have to take any notes because as I promised you, you want the checklist for leveraging those sellers? It's all there, it's all written out, okay? So stay, stay with me here because I'm gonna let you know at the end how you can claim this one. So shall we keep going? Are we good? To, you guys are quiet tonight. Can you drop me some like love in the comments? I feel like I'm talking to my like computer screen. It's like somebody. Okay, Chris, Chris did say hi. Hi, Chris. <laughs> I know, right? So let's keep going because many of you guys are um, leveraging, hopefully, your buyers. So we're going to talk about that next. And I think buyers are sometimes a little trickier. Um, and I'll tell you why. But in an ideal world, here is what we're gonna do with buyers. First off, let's make sure we are sitting down with our buyers and really, 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 really tell the, or have them tell us, what do they want? Most often they don't know what they want. Thanks, Adriana. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel less lonesome talking to the computer. So having them really explain to us what they want is a big 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 you know step in this entire consultation this is why we are different from just opening a door right i mean we we listen we're not just uh, hey press this number and the door magically opens no we listen and this is what our clients want so then after they tell you really hey what is it that you want in a home 
And this works best if they have like a really like, you know, specific area. Like we really want to be in this town or we really want to be in this school, right? That works best if it's kind of one of those scenarios. Because then you can sit down and you can be like, okay, let me look into the expireds. Let me look into the cancels from even the last three to five years. Okay. Who said, hey, I wanted to move and then they didn't. Like those are amazing homes to just sit down, write a personal note to and say, hey, my buyers are madly in love with your area and I am trying my hardest to find something in a low inventory market. Have you considered selling? I know you were you know, thinking about it a few years back and I'm hoping that maybe now is the perfect time for you to sell and for my buyers to buy. Give me a call, right? It's really simple to just do that um, if you have a buyer. Now, here's my big thing about it. Don't lie, right? Don't lie. Big believer in ethics. Make sure you have a buyer. Scour the expireds, scour the cancels, and make sure you see something that might match their criteria, which, by the way, you need to know their criteria. If they come to you and say, I don't know, maybe a two-bedroom or four-bedroom, maybe a ranch, maybe a two-story, you know, yard would be nice, but condo would be okay, too. Like, that's not going to work, right? And this is why it's really important we're going to sit down with our buyers and we're going to be like, what is it you want? Why do you want it? And then also... Craigslist postings. Yes, reach out to those Craigslist postings because there's many people that are thinking they can still sell their home if they put it on Craigslist. If you don't know what Craigslist is, it is, um, let's see, it is a cheap version of eBay and um, a very, very old version of the Facebook marketplace. So hopefully I described that right. You can also look into Zillow Make Me Move. Zillow has a feature called Make Me Move. Give me a ridiculous amount of money for my house and I will move. Now, many times that ridiculous amount of money that the sellers are wanting on Make Me Move, they are negotiable. A lot, a lot. Negotiable. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Don't be intimidated because of the price, okay? If the neighbor's home sold for $100,000 less, there's probably a good chance that they're not going to get the price that they're asking for either. Um, reach out to for sale by owners. If there are still some in your marketplace, make sure you are reaching out to those as well. And those are all conversations that you're starting that you just need to continue, okay? So very, very on the bottom said proper follow-up is key. If you're starting a conversation, don't stop just because they say no. Say, hey, that's okay. Do you mind if I just check in with you and maybe a couple couple months if my buyers are still around, maybe it'll work out then. If they have some sort of inclination of maybe they're gonna sell, that's probably a good way for you to consider that relationship started and then continue it, okay? So if your buyers bought at that point, there's nothing wrong to continue to follow up with them just after, you know, three years telling me, I'm sorry, my buyers actually bought something two and a half years ago, but I'd be happy to help you out and find a perfect set of buyers again. Let's work together, right? Um, number six, Senda, I have a buyer flyer and I am a huge fan of, of those because they are really nice to customize and just say, you know what? I have a buyer. Here's what they need. You have it. I want it. Call me. There's, there's no fluffiness about this, okay? There's no like, let me tell you about me. It's not about you. You have a house. I have a buyer. You need to meet. That's really the basics of it. So I've sent, um, I've sent five liners before. I've sent three liners before. And it works. I get a response every single time, okay? It is really 
short. It is really to the point. It has my contact information on there and it's really bare bones of what I need from them. I need a house and if you need to sell, you need to call me. So that's, um, that's us, you know, just in case I get the question a lot of like, oh, what do you put on your, I have a buyer flyer. So that's what I put on there. Um, now, and then the other one, find a home that matches your buyer's criteria in a hyper local market. So for example, I had a um, client who said, you know what, I really want a three bedroom townhome in that subdivision, and he had like literally a subdivision of 50 townhomes. It needs to be one of the three bedrooms, not the two bedrooms. So there went half the inventory and it needs to have a basement while well, there went another quarter and it needed to be an end unit. And I'm like, cool, cool. Let me filter that out. And I did, I filtered it out. I went through the subdivision, well, I went through the tax records first, then I went through the subdivision and I started looking at those homes and what I did was first I mailed them something then um I waited a week and then I walked the neighborhood to the exact same houses so not everybody was getting the same attention here for me um you know I skipped the two bedrooms I skipped the three bedrooms without a basement so I was really targeted in the efforts out of those there's still six people right now in my database that emailed me back and said hey I thought about selling. How much is my house worth? Or yeah, we had it on the market and this is our price, right? So there's a lot of conversations and now it's just a matter of proper follow-up to get to the end results. So here's a sample one for a buyer. If I had a buyer, what can I do? First, get specific, right? And compile that list. Yes, it might get um, tedious to really dig into and find out what they want, but don't shy away from digging through Zillow, Craigslist, Fispo resources, anything that might turn up a house that matches their criteria, because now you are starting a conversation with sellers, right? Yes, it's time consuming, but the payoffs are great, right? We're not just going to find a house. We're also going to find new listings. And um, now Oh, see, I jumped ahead. Oh, well. So the send a buyer flyer, that's kind of like what I do. So I send a buyer flyer, flyer then I wait um, a week, then I go door knocking and I'll leave a door hanger or something on those homes that I just targeted that week before. Um, so that's my second follow-up, right? Then that same week, I send another follow-up letter in the mail. So that way now I'm at three touches. Then from there, they are getting a freebie offer, and we discussed those already in the seller guides, free CMA, free staging guide, um, free staging consultation after the other week. And then they get another formal piece of marketing sent, such as, you know, your flyer could be on this house. And then follow up with your personal note card. Again, love the magnets. Um, and then after that, they go on my quarterly or even monthly drip, depending on what happens. So. Want the checklist for leveraging buyers? I mean, I promise you didn't have to take any notes. It's all right there, step by step, okay? So shall we keep going? Because there's one more, and that one's probably a little bit tricky. Well, not tricky, but it, it got a little curveball to it. So let's talk about leveraging current rentals or renters. The reason I put it in there is because many of us, A, start with them, they are considered the low-hanging fruit. Um, and in my mind, they are not really the low-hanging fruit because they're really not that easy to convert. There are a lot of like time wasters in there. 
but here's what I could tell you, right? I'm like, you're working with a tenant. That's awesome. Let's see what we can do with it. How about we sit down um, with your tenant and determine what you want? And we can scour the rental network and see who had a rental listing that came to you know consumption um, about 10 months ago or 22 months ago or 34 months ago, you know, like the, just about to be the lease is over kind of deal. Um, so they're coming to an end. They might get ready for turnover. You get the point. Um, you could reach out to Craigslist postings. You could reach out to Zillow, make me move. Stuff like, hey, your house is empty anyways. Why not take a tenant in there? You could reach out to for rent by owners, right? And it's like, here's what I want to tell you. Nope, nope, nope. We are not touching any of that. This is just a waste of your time, okay? So I want to be very clear here that we are not doing this. Unless you have about a $10,000 a month rental situation where I tell you, yep, we're going back and we're going to do all of this. We're not doing that, okay? And the reason is being your time is just more wasted in that than it's leveraged. But I will tell you that I will go out of my way for my investors. I will do that. I will blow up my marketing so big that they are just, oh my gosh, this is all she does for only my rental property that she's trying to rent out, right? I will advertise the heck out of them. And um, the reason is that I really want to impress the neighbors. Right. Yes, I want to do a good job for my client, but at the same time, I also want to impress the neighbors. Right. And I'm like, look, this is what I can do. This is what I do for this person. You should talk to me. Um, for my rentals, I do send 200 just listed postcards. Obviously, there's no under contract, but I also send 200, um, you know, welcome your new neighbor. It's not for like it's not sold postcards really. It's um, it's look we got results fast that kind of uh, stuff so I'm, I'm very careful on my wording to make sure i'm not you know misleading anybody so also you get to generate a ton of leads and here is what i use my um my rentals for really is a massive list building opportunity it is not uncommon for me to be adding two three hundred leads into my crm of somewhat qualified leads and i tell somewhat because they are not pre-approved leads right they are not pre-approval hand saying yes please however i also know that they have some sort of credit even though it might not be perfect and that's just simply asking a lot of them um so that is just there so they are somewhat qualified and they're going in my database so i can just continue to nurture them having them get to know me and then i continue to make them offers right Perfect house just comes along. What would you do? A, call Janine. B, run away. C, move to a different state, right? Just make it fun. Let them get to know you as a person. And again, with that same system here, it is all about follow-up is key. So what would I do for my rental? So for example, I would send out still the just listed postcards to the nearest 200 homes. Um, if I do have... I personally do open houses on my rental listings for the fact that I don't like to be going to the same place um, every 20 minutes to show somebody, right? So I kind of like to group it more into like a good chunk afternoon. Um, virtual landing pages to collect leads. This one has come out of the pandemic and this one has been amazing to 
pre-qualify my leads before they go into my database. So um, big fan of those. And then I do the just rented postcards at the end. So that's really more like a showing off to your neighbors, right? And right there on the bottom, I don't see my rendering, um, my rentals as income producing for me. However, they are stepping stones. So if I do a rental, I don't know about your market, my rental margin for commission is so, so slim. Um, so I don't consider this income, but I consider it, thank you for my marketing budget. And I will take all that money and I will put it all back into marketing. Okay, so that's kind of what that meant. So far so good, let me know in the comments. Because yes, it will take up time. You are prospecting, which is the nice part. You are prospecting, which means you are doing what everybody tells you you are supposed to do, right, for your business. So do you have a system in place would be my next question. Because if you don't, now is a perfect time to develop that uh, system that you can then just simply apply and follow. Kind of like a set it and forget it, okay? Um, outline the things that should happen. You can use a checklist like the one I gave you um, or I'm about to give you. Um, or you can create some sort of automated task. So when you are seeing like, hey, I have a buyer, like those are the things that I could do to leverage that more. Okay, that, that can be an automated task that goes on your schedule. Okay, and then you can try and start steering away from doing a lot of those things manually. And a lot of it is data input too. So here's the rule. If you do it more than once, consider putting a system in place. Your time is your most, most valuable resource, okay? So what do you want to do with it? Personally, I love to spend quality time with my family. So carve out some time to develop some of those systems. Some of the systems to make sure, okay, I have a designated time block to send out the just listed right? It's hard to carve out time for things that are administrative, but they are also a huge step forward for your business. So always try and get a little bit of time set aside just so you can put in a little bit of something new. You don't have to do it all, right? But a little bit of something, some sort of like follow-up sequence. I talked a lot about follow-up in this one. Make sure there's follow-up in place. Even with just an email that goes out once every, you know, two weeks, four weeks, make sure there's something in place there. Um, some sort of system so you can stay top of mind without consistently being top of mind because that's hard. If we need to be the ones manually entering everything and doing it, you know, on a on a one by one, which if you notice, like the reason I do those Monday lives is for the fact that I've had a lot of one on one requests. And I only have so much time, right? I'm like, I would love to chat with you guys all one-on-one. -on -one, but if I do it for everybody, then my time is not leveraged as much as I could. So the reason I do it this way is just because I can still talk to all of you guys, right? I can still have the same amazing conversations. But I can also deliver to you guys in a much bigger setting and impacting you hopefully a little bit more each Monday. So the question, why do they say to prospect in the mornings? It's really um, to make sure our hardest tasks right, are done because prospecting sometimes is not fun. Even though if I design a mailer, I'm prospecting. I mean, I'm building my prospecting line. So I kind of like that part, but that's why they say do those activities first. Now, I don't like to do the 
hardest part first i'm a big believer in let's do my money later tasks and um i'm gonna be diving into that a little bit more in the workshop that's coming up so if you missed my workshop announcement um Rewatch the video later, but small recap here. We are going to start working on a workshop that is talking about time management in the most mom friendly way possible because many in here are just knowing that mom time management is looking very, very different from, you know, your average Joe's time management. We do not fit in time blocks. We do not fit in nine to fives. We do not fit in, hey, let me get up at three o'clock in the morning after I just been trying to put the baby back to sleep at two o'clock in the morning. Like that doesn't work for mom life. So one of the workshops that I want to bring to you guys is a way of like how I still be able to run everything that I do on top of my real estate team, on top of e-learning, on top of my marriage, on top of everything else. And I want to make sure that you understand it is not about the time blocking, the nine to five, the go out and hire people, um, because there's other ways and we're going to talk about those. So anyhow, so money later is one of the things we're going to talk about. And the money later, I'll give you a couple like, you know, scenarios here. Money later is really the things that you're putting in place now that will help you in about 60 days, 90 days. So that's your follow-up, guys. That's what you put into place now, your systems, your follow-up. Prospecting, that's not instant gratification for most of us, right? So we want to make sure that those tasks are accomplished first because they are building our pipeline down the road. Make sense? So let me give you the holy grail of infographics because I am totally obsessed with knowing what I do when I do it. But this one here is a total like, I don't know, I mean, it makes sense after you look at it for a minute. <laughs> it does, I promise. But this is um, where you know you really need to figure out, okay, do I have a listing? Then that arrow down goes to active, right? What if my listing is active? I send a postcard. What if my listing is under contract? I send a postcard. What if my listing is sold? I send a postcard. So then the next one is, okay, now were there more than one showing? If the answer is yes, there are more active buyers, right? Makes sense? So from there, we're gonna send out stuff that says, hey, list with me, here's a freebie offer, right? So we're gonna find people that can do it there. What about were there multiple offers? Yes, great. Hey, there are more active buyers. So find the homes and say, list with me, here's a freebie offer so you can claim your free guide, whatever it is, and become a lead. What if you're working with buyers, right? There's active, you can still send under contracts for your buyers. If you know the deal is solid, send it. You can do, if it's active, if your buyer is active, I have a buyer letter, right? We talked about those. If you have rentals, you can send an active postcard, you can send a post, uh, sold postcards. All your tenant leads are future buyer leads, okay? They are your future buyers. Treat them as such. And all your landlord leads, anybody says, hey, I thought about renting it out. They're all future sellers. Treat them as such. Lead nurture them until they convert. All right, so far so good. Any questions on that? Now it's your turn. How will you leverage your current business? Who are you currently working with? Okay, real quick, let me introduce myself. I know many of you guys um, already know me, but for those of you that are no, uh, new, my name is Janine Sasso. I do have an active real estate license. I do sell real estate. Uh, I am also the team leader. 
I do run a six-figure real estate business. I'm a hyper-local marketing machine and the founder of the Hyper-Local Real Estate Agent. Welcome to the group. I built my business with zero sphere and I'm also a mom of two busy kids. So I do know that time constraints are no joke, especially in this business and especially right now. So here is, as I promised you, the buyer and seller checklist to snowball your one deal into three so you can see step by step on how to get it. Um, you can get the direct download as usual right there at www.bit.ly forward slash snowball deals and S, B and D are capitalized. I think that makes a difference there. Um, so snowball deals. So make sure you type that in just the way you see it here. Okay. www.bit.ly snowball deals. And then you can claim your buyer checklist. You can claim your seller checklist. It'll get directly um, sent to your inbox the minute you submit it. And then it's all yours. Look at it and see how you can fit it into your business. So thanks again for joining the group. Thanks again for being part of the Hyperlocal Real Estate Agent, where our mission is to really make sure we can help you succeed. Thank you so much, Chris. If there's any question, please feel free to just let me know. I'm always looking forward to feedback. I'm always looking forward to how can I help you dive into your own neighborhoods a little bit better. So hopefully this one was really helpful for some of you guys. And happy Monday. And I'll talk to you guys later. If you're looking to find us on our Facebook, just type in the Hyper Local Real Estate Agent and you will find a community that is ready to help, guide and support you in this journey of entrepreneurship that can be very lonesome at times. You will find like-minded people, you will find agents in other marketplaces sharing their top-notch secrets of what's working for them. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to dive into the community, the group. Find us on Facebook. It is a private group. Just request access, fill out a couple questions, and we can't wait to have you be part of our tribe.